Welcome to Building Your Best Career, a podcast for professionals looking to find their voice, define their brand, and maximize their impact. Episodes are a collection of lessons from real life, interviews with people doing incredible things, tips and tools to get you on your way to realizing your infinite career possibilities. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Building Your Best Career. Today we're going to talk about networking. I know we've talked about this a lot in a variety of different ways. And I thought for the new year, I would talk about some other ways that you can be networking. I think that sometimes we get so frozen by the idea that we have to reach out and make friends on on LinkedIn or, or talk to folks at work or do activities around our profession that we forget that there are lots and lots and lots of ways to really build out our network. Particularly over the last year, I think that many of us have seen the value of having a broad network, having a group of professionals and friends and colleagues that we can turn to for questions, concerns, things that are going on in our career. Perhaps you have informal mentors, perhaps you have friends that are in the recruiting business and can help with resumes or interviewing when you had a job change. Perhaps it was just folks to help you search for a position. Maybe you were on the other side and you needed employees for your business and having a hard time getting a good match because there was such a flood of candidates. Okay, Building a broader network is really important to our professional success. When we are thinking about our career, when we're thinking about our longevity, our success, our safety, our comfort in our position, and whether or not we feel that we're going to have that position for years and years to come, obviously, again, this year, this past year, really provided quite a wake-up call to so many folks that anything could happen, right? And, And you might get into a position where you really need to have others to help you or have yourself in a position where you could help others, okay? So I want to talk about a bunch of different ways that we can build our broader network. And for starters, I want to talk a little bit about our comfort level with being social. You know, as a introvert myself, I, early in my career, the idea of having to go out and be social and make friends, professional friends, and go through the exercise of where did you go to school, what do you do, where do you work, how do you do this, all of these things I found physically draining, physically exhausting. I just, the idea of having to do that over and over again, go to work happy hours, socialize with strangers, try to drum up a conversation from nothing. The whole idea of it just made me want to find a job that meant that I never had to talk to anybody. Okay. And it was interesting because I I really looked at it as such a drudge and such an awful part of being in the working world. When I was younger, I worked in restaurants and and bars. I tended bar. I waited tables, all of those things. And it's interesting because I never thought about the fact that 
I was networking and socializing all the time, all day long, every shift, table after table after table, customer after customer. I was doing the same thing, but it never felt awkward and uncomfortable because that was just kind of in my job description. You go up, you talk to somebody, you're social for a few minutes, you chat about what they're going to eat, what they're going to drink. Maybe you observe something about their their person, something they're wearing a pretty scarf and you comment on their scarf or you ask where they're headed to next, something along those lines. You overhear a piece of their conversation, you ask if it's a birthday, whatever it may be. And the more in tuned you are to what they're doing and what's going on with them and how more forward thinking you can be, the better the better the connection is there. And once I started thinking about the fact that networking for a corporate job, business job, office job is very similar. The only difference is I'm not fetching them drinks. I'm not bringing them food. I'm getting my own drinks and my own food. Sure, maybe I might bring an extra glass if there's somebody with an empty glass just because it seems like good manners, right? But it's not my job to bring them their their drinks and snacks, I'm just there to have the conversation piece. I don't know at what point that clicked for me, but I explain it that way because perhaps it'll help change your mindset a little bit about how you're going about networking. There are lots of ways that we can network right now. And a few of the ones other than going on to LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram or any of these social media outlets and drumming up conversations. Obviously, hopping on LinkedIn, being supportive of people in your industry, in your in your connection network is a great way to build relationships, build professional relationships, be able to bounce ideas around. It's really become quite easy to grow your network on LinkedIn because there are so many people online and there are so many people trying to build their network and they're open to connections. I recognize that there are a lot of people on there selling. I've heard from several people that they get very frustrated on LinkedIn because it's it feels like all they're doing is being bombarded by people trying to sell them something, sell them services, sell them insurance, sell them coaching, sell them all kinds of things. And I recognize that it has become a very noisy marketplace for that because, again, you have to remember that we're not out in person. We're not meeting as many people as we typically do. So people are leveraging the relationships and the opportunity to, to build connections on there. My suggestion for those types of things, if you're not interested, a polite response. A polite response. And, you know, you can choose whether or not to connect with those folks that are reaching out to you for those purposes if you don't want to connect with them at all, politely say no thank you. Frankly, I connect with anybody who reaches out to me as long as they're respectful in their approach. I will write back politely and say, you know, I'm not interested in these services right now because I'm not and there's no sense in me stringing them along. You know, I don't want them to get all excited thinking that they're going to be able to bring me on as a client if that's not a service that I need right now, right? But there's no need to shut them down. The one thing that I find interesting is many, many folks on on LinkedIn are posting a variety of different things in addition to sales. 
things, right? So while I may not be interested in purchasing whatever it is they're selling, I really enjoy reading some of the posts that they put up. Some people put up some wonderful anecdotal stories or inspirational quotes or inspirational experiences, pictures of their 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 quick wins or achievements, accomplishments, things like that. And I like that there is a lot of positive on LinkedIn. I, I, I don't feel that the other social medias are always all positive. You know, there's a lot of other things that go on there. So it's nice that on LinkedIn, for the most part, there is some sales stuff on there, but there's also a lot of really good information for improving your career, bettering yourself for inspiration, for mindset, for all kinds of different things. So you never know where that's going to come from. I guess that's why I feel like I, if you're polite when you reach out to connect with me, I, I'm happy to connect with you. I may not be interested in purchasing your services, but that doesn't mean that I wouldn't be interested in getting to know you better. I love it when folks reach out and want to have an actual conversation because I like the idea of actually knowing the people that I'm connected to there. Obviously, I work with a very broad mix of professionals, and it's always nice to be able to say, oh, hey, I know somebody that I recently met in this area. Perhaps you guys should chat. They may have some good information for you. Again, it's just about understanding and knowing who's on there and being respectful of one another. But this isn't about LinkedIn. I want to talk about some of the other places that you can be finding connections. One thing that I've noticed the last, probably the last year through, through this COVID craziness is there's a ton of networking groups popping up all over. Now, I'll be honest, perhaps I just wasn't looking for them as hard before COVID because I was able to go out and about. But I signed up for a couple of different focus fields, I guess, if you will, on Meetup and uh, Eventbrite. And they send me messages multiple times a week about different groups that are forming for different purposes. And you can go in and set your preferences to either one of these. They're both free to sign up, uh, Eventbrite and Meetup. I will say that I think I'm finding more on Eventbrite right now, but it doesn't mean that there aren't some things that I found on Meetup too. I'm telling them both to you because I think that Depending on what industry you're in, what focus you're in, what types of groups you're looking to to network with, there are plenty on both of them, depending, again, what your focus is. So you can sign up and same old thing with the, with the membership site, right? You have to do your email and you create a password. But you set up your preferences, what types of groups you're looking for, why you're there, whether you're looking for somebody to, to talk about movies on a, a Thursday evening because you're bored and, and just need a distraction, or if you're looking to talk about career development, if you're looking to talk about science-y stuff, whatever it may be, there are groups for everybody. Craigslist is another one. There's a lot of groups on Craigslist. I haven't seen that there are as much structure with the way they set those up, those are all kind of more grassroots, if you will, on, on there. But Craigslist also has an area for community. There's also a lot of other junk on there, I'll say. So you just prepare yourself that you're going to have to weed through that. And I'm just going to leave that up to your interpretation. You go on there and 
there are community groups in there. I actually found a writer's group years ago, years ago on Craigslist. So there are things to be found there as well. And I don't know, depending on where you live, we have a program called Next Door where I live here in Northern Virginia, and it you can join in your your house neighborhood, like your development. You can join by your town, by your city. You can join neighboring ones. To a certain extent, I think you have to be invited, but this is another area which is nice because you get to know the people that live nearby you. How long has it been since we really got to know our neighbors? I think that particularly, at least maybe for me, because I've always lived in a city, you really don't get to know your neighbors. Now that we're all home and everybody is kind of seeing one another, wandering around our yards, hoping for a little bit of fresh air every day, you kind of get to know your neighbors more, which is nice. Now, all of these things, these four different areas that I've, I've mentioned to you about places that you can go to make friends okay so I've given you four now the key is I want you to go and just pick one you don't have to sign up for all four pick one take a look and see what types of groups there are what types of activities they have going on both Eventbrite and Meetup have free and paid activities okay I'm gonna focus on Eventbrite the the way I'm gonna tell you about going about this applies to all the others okay go there take a look read about the different types of groups they have read about the different forms they have classes they have trainings they have networking groups they have breakfasts they have coffees they have so many different things whatever you're interested in whatever is something that you think might be fun that's where I want you to start. If you're a coffee drinker and you're looking for somebody to have coffee, look for somebody, look for groups, look for activities around coffee drinking, okay? Because to start with, you have something in common with the other people probably in this group. If they're joining a coffee clutch, in theory, they're at least coffee or tea drinkers and they're going to show up in the morning or whatever time the meetings are and have coffee. So already you have something to chat with these people about. What type of coffee do you like? What kind of coffee maker do you have? Are you a two cup a day, six cup a day? Whatever it may be. It's low hanging fruit for conversation that if you're not sure what to talk about, you know that you've joined a coffee drinkers group, they're going to be coffee drinkers. So if you are at a loss for something to say, talk about coffee. Okay? It sounds cheesy, but... I think that a lot of times we all underestimate how all of us feel cheesy and awkward at times. We just do. I, I, I laugh about this all the time with my husband because I'm a super dork. I'm a super dork and I'm proud of it. I, I'm goofy and I say some strange things sometimes and he'll look at me like, what are you talking about? But I talk to other people in networking groups. I talk to clients, and it's amazing how we all have a little bit of that in us if we choose to let it show. I think that we spend so much time worrying about how we're going to come across. And I'm not talking about being rude or disrespectful or dismissive, but letting our inner personality show through just a little bit can go a long way because it gives the true impression 
of us being genuine, okay? And being a little goofy, being a little dorky is okay. And you may get to the end of the conversation and you get off the, the networking call and think to yourself, oh, I know I sounded a little strange. I sounded a little dorky. No one wanted to talk about coffee. What was Kelly saying? Why would I talk about coffee? They wanted to talk about whatever it is they want to talk about. But you know what? It got you talking. It got you in the group. It got you talking a little bit. They will remember you. Maybe they'll remember you're the dorky person that talked about coffee, but they'll remember you. And when you go back the next time, talk about something else. You've now been there for one session and you see what's going on. You see what they're talking about. You know whether or not that group is a good feel for you. If you felt super uncomfortable and didn't feel like you made a connection with anybody, you don't have to go back. These are all one-off networking sections that they have on this program, right? It may be a repeat group. Many of the groups we meet weekly or monthly or quarterly. I've joined a few that meet every Friday or every Tuesday or twice a month. And it's great because you don't necessarily have to feel like you have to go to every single one. I joined one last summer kind of at the height of COVID on the suggestion of somebody that I was on a coaching session with. And they're like, oh, you should try check out this group. I've, I've gotten so much great information from them. They're really supportive, blah, 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 right? I joined the group. Great group of people. Great group of people. And they meet every week. Every week I can't meet, right? My schedule doesn't support that. So I go when I can. And that's the beauty of this. You don't have to go all of the time. If you want to go every week, you can go every week. You go what works for your schedule. One of the things that I would encourage you to do, though, when you go to these groups is to talk, is to participate, is to at least introduce yourself, talk a little bit about who you are, what your interest is in, why you're in this group, how you found the group, ask some questions, connect with the people that you meet there. Usually there'll be kind of a side chat thing on, this, um, on the side of the screen that either the moderator of the group will email it to you afterwards. They will tell you if they're going to, or you can save that if they're using Google Meets or if they're using uh, Zoom. Most of them use Zoom. You can record the, the text chat on the side. There's a little button down at the bottom where you say, you know, I want to save this text chat because what will happen during the conversation is a lot of folks will put their email up there. They'll put the name of their business. Maybe they put their contact information depending on whatever it is that you're talking about in the, the networking meeting, they might put some information up there, so you save that. The other thing I encourage you to do is go on LinkedIn and connect with these people. And do it politely. You could do it while you're in the meeting. If you have a little window open at the corner, search them and type in and say, hey, we're on a, on a meetup group right now. Love to connect with you. Hope that's okay. Or something along those lines. Would you be interested in connecting? This is somebody now that you've not only connected with on LinkedIn, but you're actually having a conversation with this person. You know what they look like. You know what they sound like. You know who they are. They've talked a little bit about their background. They've talked a little bit about themselves. That's a more real connection. 
Now, you're not their BFF yet, obviously. You've talked to them for maybe five minutes. A lot of these groups have 15 to 20 people in them at a time. So typically, if the, the session is an hour, you really don't get a whole lot of time to talk. And the way I see the format for many of these going is there'll be a topic to talk about or there'll be one or two people that get to be the main speakers for the day. Everybody gets to go around the room and introduce themselves and give kind of your, your 60 or 90 second elevator speech. And then somebody else gets the floor for the, the main portion of the meeting. They may do an activity, again, totally dependent on the type of group that you join. I would encourage you to spend some time and join a few. If it's horrible, if you hate it, if you don't like it, if the people are obnoxious, if they're rude, if they're just not your jam, whatever it may be, there's no reason why halfway through you can't say, hey, on the chat box on the side, type in, hey, it was great to meet you all. Sorry, I have to hop off. I got to go take care of something. I have a meeting for work. Great to meet you all. Something polite and hop off the call, right? I always encourage you to be polite and let them know you're leaving. I, I don't know, I mean, unless they're being really horrible to you that you should just sign off and disappear. Just let them know, hey, it was great to meet you all. Have a great day. And this is, again, one of those things that you never know when or if you run into that person again. So leaving abruptly or leaving disrespectfully or rudely or any of those things, you just have to be mindful of the fact that you never know if you're going to run into that person again. So our behavior should certainly be along the lines of us being considerate of the fact that we don't know if we'll run into them again. It doesn't mean you need to put up with bad behavior, but it does mean that we should be respectful and at least our behavior be polite. Try a bunch of different ones. Try a variety of topics. You don't have to do all career development. You could do a basket weaving one. You could do a movie watchers group. You don't have to network for your job always with your job, okay? Because again, you never know what these people do, where they come from, what their interests are. So I like to suggest that you start with things that you like. Because at least, again, it's going to warm you up in the conversation side. If you're not typically comfortable with networking and the chit-chat and drumming up conversation, start with topics you're interested in. If you love wine, they've got tons of wine tasting groups out there, right? If you're into gardening, there's gardening groups. If you're into animals, join something like that, right? Arts and crafts, automotive. There's a group out there for everything. Okay, and I don't want to hear that I don't have time for it. I can't find one that works. There are groups for all different days, all different days of the month, all different days of the week, early in the morning, late in the evening, middle of the day. There are tons and tons out there now, literally thousands of different groups that you can join. There has to be one or two that you can find that you can spare 30 minutes or 45 minutes to hop on at some point in time. Perhaps it's really early in the morning. I actually am part of a group out of Australia. So the times that they meet are crazy for us here in the U.S., right? So maybe you've got a family and a full-time job and you don't know when you're going to do it. Find an international group. 
that meets at a time when your kids are sleeping and you can sneak an hour online to be social. They don't have to be the people in your neighborhood, the people in your state, the people in your country. The idea here is to make connections, learn about other people, learn about what they're doing. And again, if you can bring that back and connect with them on LinkedIn, learn about what they do, share ideas, just be supportive of one another. You never know where that might help you or that person. Networking doesn't have to be a dirty word, and it doesn't have to be an exhausting prospect. It really doesn't. And these days, with so much challenge to connecting with other people because we can't go and talk to them and go and do our regular things, it's nice that we have this opportunity to broaden our network and talk with more folks. It just may be company for you every once in a while when you're having a down day and you just want to check in with somebody and see how they're doing, right? You never know. All right, I'm challenging you. Go out there and find a group. If it's a good one and you're having a great time and you're meeting some great people, send us a note. Send me a note. Let me know which group it is and I'll share it on one of the next podcasts. I'd love to know what you found and if you met some really great people out there. Why not share the wealth? Have a great day. All right. So thanks for listening to Building Your Best Career. I hope you enjoyed it. Head on over to buildingyourbestcareer.com and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Feel free to drop me a note with any topics you'd like to hear about or if you'd like to be a guest on an episode. And please go ahead and recommend me to your friends. Until next time, always remember to stand up and be confident. Stand by all that you do and say with integrity and stand out because after all, there's only one you.